two, one. Here we are. Once again, it is the Illusions Destroyed podcast. It is Thursday, September 5th, right? It's the 5th? Um, yeah. No, 6th. Okay, yes. It is Thursday, September 6th uh, here on this wonderful, wonderful day at 749 Central Time, a little bit later than normal. Uh, I apologize for that. That's my fault. We had a bit of a flash flood today, so it took me a little bit longer to get home. But we are here. I am Garrett Vassell. With me, as almost always, minus that one episode on Tuesday, the lovely Tasha Rose. And unfortunately, Chris is having some technical difficulties, so it is taking him a while to get in. to the Skype session for us to do our show, but as Shakespeare said, the show must go on. I don't know if Shakespeare said that. Someone in theater said it, but (laughs) still, it remains the same. The show must go on. And we've had a lot of stuff go on uh, today, the last few days, mostly the Kavanaugh hearing. There was also the... uh, Twitter slash internet hearing about foreign interference as well as censorship, deplatforming, just a whole mess of things to get into. Um, I don't even know where to start. Tasha, where, where do you uh, want to begin? I don't even know. It's been a it's been an interesting week so far. Um, been barely keeping up with the news with with school starting this week but i think that you, i think we have to talk about the the senate hearings honestly um which one the hearing today the, on for, for scotus I mean, yes specifically i want to really talk about cory booker because i think this is too funny <laughs> there's a lot of things and that are hilarious about the supreme court hearing there's all the protesters who people are you know people think that like genuinely think that vaccinations can give a child autism. I think Supreme Court uh, confirmation hearings uh, can give people autism. And we're seeing that <laughs> every 10 minutes or so with a new protester losing their mind and, you know, screaming inaudible things, things that you can't even understand. But it seems to happen pretty consistently, especially when there's a uh, from what I've noticed, a Republican senator asking questions. It's always th- like today, someone at one point was yelling, uh, you know, this is going to kill me. You know, that if he, you know, is there, if, you know, if you, if you confirm him, then I'm going to die. Things of that nature. So. Right. The hyperbole is just a mess. It's like, yes, you're going to die because he is a constitutionalist. First, there was the it, revoking the individual mandate was going to kill people. Then it was, you know, oh, if they get rid of net neutrality, people are going to die. Like, theoretically, there shouldn't be any more than a few million people living, the United, living in the United States right now based on all of these things that should have killed off everybody. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's mass hyperbole, and I don't. I don't understand why they keep going after things this way and saying people are going to die. And this, 
this rhetoric literally kills people. This literally gets people murdered. Um, I think I've said before, you know, I'm, I'm personally a mass murderer and responsible for the deaths of thousands of trans women, obviously. Yes, because you don't agree you know? with them, so that automatically kills them all. That's the <laughs> Right, it automatically kills them dead because I disagree. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just insane, this, the, the way that this all goes. And, you know, I get that they're still really upset about Obama's nominee not being heard. And, and I get it. Like, I think that the GOP really flubbed that and they shouldn't, I mean, they really shouldn't have delayed. Well, I have a lot of of thoughts on that because uh, specifically in regards to, um, you know, it has to be confirmed, like a person has to be confirmed. A president can't just say, oh, I want this person to be on the Supreme Court. So boom, he's done. Like, yes, he had, there has to be a hearing. Yes. uh, Well, who, uh, Garland should have had a hearing, but at the same time, there was a Republican majority. The strong majority of Republicans, if not all of them, were pretty unified in they weren't going to affirm Obama's selection. And then at that point, it would have just been a waste of time having, you know, a hearing that we're seeing right now. A, it would have been bad optics for Republicans. Like, I could understand why uh, they didn't even let it happen because, you know, it would have been bad optics it would have been seen as, Oh, you know, Republicans are just obstructionists. Like, you know, why would you vote them in? So why would they want there to be an opportunity for that to happen? And then on top of that, he wouldn't have got affirmed. Uh, you know, they wouldn't have confirmed him through the Senate. So yeah, it would have been a big waste of time just having the hearings, just to have the hearings and then it not work out. Like they already had the votes against him. So on the right. end, I do see, yeah, you know, just let the process play out. But at the same time, it's like, well, if it's a waste of time, then it's a waste of time. Like, why would, why are we pushing for Congress to waste even more time than they already do? Right. And, and I mean, the left is pissed and I understand that. And they, they don't have majorities. So they have to do all of these, pull all these delay tactics to try and stretch it out as long as they can. I think they're still holding out hope that somehow they're going to impeach Donald Trump. That's not going to happen. There's, there's nothing impeachable about him. And so they're just trying to stall. I don't, I don't think that they realize that they, they really, they really can't stall this out. Like they don't even have the power to do that, you know? Um, so it's not like they're going to run out the clock to 2020, <laughs> you know, right. we're not going to have a SCOTUS nominee put in place before then. He's going to be confirmed um, because Republicans have the majority, but this is just all charades and play acting at this point, especially when we look at what Cory Booker did today and his I am Spartacus calls of ridiculousness and before we get into that like i think it's hilarious that they bring up such things as like oh well these documents were just dropped on us like cory booker had brought up oh you know you can't just drop off forty-two thousand pieces of paper on us for us to read but he's already said he's not going to vote yes on it he's gonna vote no so what does it matter what documents you have like what does it matter that right you know, you don't have all of the information that you say you need to have when you've already decided that you're not going to confirm the guy. Exactly. Yeah, they've already made their decision. 
decision. So that, that, I mean, that's why I say this is just total play acting and it's a virtue signal, really. Virtue like, signaling, it'll be, it'll play good on their yeah. uh, campaign ads. You know, right, if they running. get a few good one-liners in on him, that can be used in, you know, on CNN's feed of it all. And, mm -hmm. Ooh, see how the liberals owned these Republicans yeah, in the you'll Senate see it. hearing? Yeah, you'll see it on you Occupy know, Democrats. A, right, it's completely ridiculous, and, and it's a waste of taxpayer money, and it's a waste of time. Um, but they really don't care about any of that, so. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, the big concern is, like, the biggest concern is around Roe v. Wade. Um, right. And one of the up, is is, is Chris here? Oh, I Do think we, we got Chris. Well, we're going to have to bring him up to speed. But a lot. Yay, we got Oh, here him. he is. And now I got to drag him into the feed. Can you hear me? We hear you. Yep. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Yes, I can. I don't know. Technical difficulties. <laughs> it's always technical difficulties. This is why we need people to donate so we can afford to have top-notch quality shows. But <laughs> Tasha and I were just talking about, uh, just briefly about the uh, hearings so far. We hadn't really yes. gotten into what anyone had said, um, but just how silly it is that, A, you know, their Democrats are saying, on the one hand, they haven't gotten all of the documents that they requested, but then on the other hand, they're saying that they're going to vote no regardless. So what does it right. matter that they have all of the documents? Right. And we touched on how uh, Merrick Garland, you know, didn't get to have his hearing, but at the same time, Republicans said he wasn't going to get confirmed and they had the majority. So what would it have mattered had they have had the hearing? It would have been just a bad optics and b a waste of time. I mean, from what I understand, and correct me if you guys know better, but from what I understand, none of these Supreme Court judges release all of the documents. From this their is, entire lives? From what I understand, this is not unusual at all. No, there's, there's nothing unusual. There really isn't. I mean, from all right. angles that you look at, you have people who don't want him confirmed uh, bitching about something that they find that way as tasha said they get their one-liners that look good on advertisements and you know mm -hmm. look good for when they run for re-election right. and then uh on the other hand you have people that you know want him passed through saying rhetoric of oh you know this is just typical of x party of doing you know whatever they can to not get this through and mm -hmm. and also i said that uh People uh, think that vaccines can give autism, but really it's Supreme Court hearings that give people autism. <laughs> yes. As you've seen from the protesters who are... I really think that like they get a text message on their phone that says, oh, it's been about 10 minutes. Uh, someone else needs to say something. They're like, oh, geez, okay. Um, right. Kavanaugh's going to kill us. Kavanaugh's going to... He's going to kill my family. Yeah. And then they get escorted out. Yeah, that out. kind of thing is actually coordinated tactic. I mean, that is a, that is a thing that they, that they do. And I know this having been uh, a part of the left, you know, I didn't ever engage in anything like that. But um, I've been definitely, definitely been to some organizing meetings. And that's one of the, the tactics that they employ is waiting out the, the clock and 
you know, cycling through different hecklers in a crowd. And so. do they realize how long away November is? Like, it's a long time right. before. I was, I was just going to say, are they trying to do this until the elections? I've seen way too well, many. Oh, sorry. That's what I was saying to Garrett. Is it's like they're trying to run out the clock. Like, they're going to, you know, make it to November or make it to 2020 without a SCOTUS. Right. Uh, a new a new SCOTUS member put in place, new SCOTUS judge put in place, and, and, and they just have these delusions of, oh, well, we'll get the majority at midterms, and we'll get, I really don't, I mean, with, even with how many seats Republicans have up for grabs that, that are, are going to be highly contested seats, I mm -hmm. still don't see Democrats taking leadership. I don't yeah. see it happening. You know, because they're pissing everybody off, really. <laughs> the majority of people in this country are pissed off at the left. So they don't, they're, I mean, it's not going to happen. I just don't see it happening. Um, but even still, oh, I don't think that they can run, I don't even think that they can run the clock out that long. I mean, it's a really long time away. Three, Two months. Three months still, you know. Yeah, you have I all mean, of September, is, all of October. Sorry. I'm just saying, uh, between that and then, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard a lot of, oh, well, you know, Republicans said you can't affirm a judge uh, during an election year. So, you know, they need to stay consistent and, you know, it's an election year. So they should wait until, uh, you know, all the Senate's, the Senate election in November before they confirm their justice. And it's like, nah, you see the, the people that are in the lead, like the people that have the power, they get to make the rules. Like that's right. That's the thing. So that's what majority means. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, the senators at the time of Obama's uh, Supreme Court pick, like they got to decide whether or not they were going to confirm the guy. And now that they're in power, they don't have to do that. Like they, if they like the guy, they can do what they want. I mean, that's just how it works. And to be fair, none of this would have happened had democratic senator harry reed not uh utilized the nuclear option what people call the nuclear option and made it so that all you needed was a simple majority because before you had to have 60 senators uh confirm uh -huh. every judiciary selection but you know there the democrats were not too pleased with having to wait for republican support so they went ahead and changed the rules because for them at the time it worked, but now it's sort of starting to backfire. But you don't really hear a whole lot of that in the media because that sort of goes against, uh, obviously, the Democrats, and it makes them look stupid for having done that. Sorry. <laughs> um, everything is just scorched out to them, you know what I mean? Like everything, every decision they're making right now or everything they're trying to do is like the end of the world. And I don't, it's a dog and pony show because what they seem to be really upset about is Roe v. Wade. It's not going to change. You know, like it doesn't matter who you put in. It's, it's not, that's not, it's not going to get overturned. And I mean, I think a lot of people know that. And obviously what, what Booker was pulling today, is just trying to put the spotlight on himself, you know, because no. He wants President to run in 2020. <laughs> he wants to run in 2020. So he's trying Honestly. to give himself as much ammunition to use as possible for campaign ads or whatever. 
And and he, from what I was, you guys read the articles, right? Like from what I was reading, he got approved. He wasn't doing anything inflammatory. He was pretending to be doing something inflammatory, which is, it's just so strange. I really don't, I don't understand. Everything is just turning into a circus. Just for people to understand, uh, what what are you saying when he's not doing anything inflammatory but pretending to do something inflammatory like he came I, I, out and he said oh i know this what what were you going to say i'm just saying like i, I understand what you, i understand what you're saying but let, just uh break it down for <clears throat> someone who might not be so, paying attention as much so in order to to i guess put the spotlight on him he wanted to release these documents uh, um and they were uh, they were supposed to be confidential, but last night, I think before midnight, he asked for permission to release them, and he got it. And you know, the Republicans have said that we've been giving them everything they want. You know, if they ask for right. something to be released, we're releasing it because they they're not worried about anything. You know what I mean? Um, because this guy doesn't seem to have anything in his past that's like really that big of a deal. Uh, so he basically came out and pretended like he didn't know that he had the authority to release these documents and said, I know this could cost me my seat, but I'm going to release these documents because gosh darn it, the people need to know. They deserve to know. But you were already approved, guy. You know, so like you're, you're trying to pretend like you're somebody falling on your sword, but you're not. They already told you you're allowed to, and there's not going to be anything in these documents that are, you know, going to make anybody go, oh, wow, yeah, Kavanaugh's the devil. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just, right. it's, it's, it's like so, so, such a layered clown show. And I really just don't understand. And people are falling for this. They, they yeah. genuinely are. Because they don't have all the information because they refuse to go and get it. They just want to listen to what, what's that guy's name? Ryan something, the CNN guy that Paul likes to make fun of. He's his favorite. I don't know if you've watched those videos, but um, they just they just want to go off of what CNN tells them, you know, because I don't know, because they're too busy gaming, Snapchatting or whatever. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> they're, they're too busy trying to, convince their children to become trans. I mean, it's just, it really, it's really disheartening. It really is that these are, these are the people who are supposed to be in charge of America's lives and they can't even like get in charge of what color underwear they're wearing. It's, it's, it's a right. class. Yeah, it really is. And you know, this, I am Spartacus thing is going to follow him. Like, <laughs> People are not going to let that go, you know, just like they're not letting the Kaepernick memes go, which are giving me life right now. Yes, they are hysterical. <laughs> they're the gift that keeps on giving. They really are. But no, I mean, and this is, this is going to be the same thing. This is going to be, we're going to see Cory Booker as Spartacus for the next <laughs> two and a half years, you know, it's going to be amazing. I gotta say, he's probably the best chance they have. And he's a pretty horrible chance, honestly. I don't disagree with you, but I think he's better than Kamala Harris. I think he's better than Bernie Sanders. I think he's better than Joe Biden. 
well, I think he's better than uh, what's uh, 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 Elizabeth Warren. While we're getting off of the subject of the Supreme Court, like, I mean, if you notice how Democrats run their candidates, it has nothing to do with what they've done. It has nothing to do with what they've accomplished in their life. It has everything Absolutely. to do with, oh, he's black. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, right. this is a, a gay Native American. Or, oh, this is a this is a trans woman. Like, it has nothing to do with what they've accomplished. It has everything oh, to do right. with what they identify as. You know, intersectionality. That's their, that's all that Democrats have to run on right now. Because mm-hmm. they don't have any and, ideas and people, that people can get behind. But that's the scary part is that what is there to get behind? But I'm not saying that these people couldn't possibly be good candidates. I'm just saying that claiming that they're good candidates because of what they identify as, you guys get it? You know what I mean? Like, why, like, why are we, like, we're, we're, as a society, we're being manipulated into thinking that that's what's important. Holy crap. That's not what's important at all. Well, I guess. It looks like and who you have sex with. Yes. And like, Yesterday, Diane Feinstein had said that, you know, she wants the Supreme Court to, you know, represent America. She wants it to be a little bit more diverse, you know, and uh, truly represent what America looks like. And last time I checked, there's three Jews on the Supreme Court and America is not 33 percent Jewish. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yet, mm-hmm. that, yet, you know, totally fine with that. But it has everything to do with oh, well, we don't want to put another white guy on the Supreme Court. There's just no logic. You know, and that's right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to be logical, if you want to be consistent, then, yeah, you have to apply that to everything. You can't just pick and choose. Oh, well, we don't like this guy. So all of a sudden I care about diversity. I mean, if you're going to create the rule book, then stick to your own rules. You know, not picking and choosing like where you it's just. It's just such a, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, we talked about that a couple episodes ago. You know, rules for thee, not for me. Right. You know? Right. What's good for the, the gander is not necessarily good for the goose. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, no, if we want to look at, at racial diversity, too, you know, racially, the Supreme Court does. show you know demographic wise i mean what the makeup of the country i mean there's um uh, sonia sotomayor i mean she's not white clarence thomas not a white guy you know and if we want to take it you know (laughs) one for one in terms of what population looks like while we can't do that exactly with the supreme court we're pretty damn close already you know i mean it's not there isn't a an underrepresentation of demographics on there, and there just isn't. There's there not any, an underrepresentation. Are there any Asian guys or any Asian people on the Supreme Court? No, there are not. Asian people are not represented. Interesting. Asian people are not represented. But they don't count as diverse, so. Right. They don't count as diverse because so many of them are white enough. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. I'd like I mean, to, but it's, I it's probably an overrepresentation of some of these. I know what it means, but I don't want to get kicked off of Facebook yet. Right. I mean, <laughs> but you, I mean, you understand what I'm saying. You know, the, uh, 
Black people make up 13% of our population. And We've got a up, black. Yeah, they make Supreme up 11% of the Supreme Court. He's, he's a Republican, so I guess he's the wrong black. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Self-hating, so he doesn't Right, count. he's obviously an Uncle Tom. So he doesn't count because they have to not be an Uncle Tom. To well, count. I had a buddy of mine uh, say basically like, oh, this is ridiculous that they're you know, just going to replace someone like Justice Kennedy, who is, you know, pretty center with someone who's right wing. And I'm like, the the Supreme Court doesn't make laws, dude. Like the Supreme Court doesn't create legislation like they interpret it. So their political leanings shouldn't shouldn't matter. They interpret legislation and left uses them to legislate from the bench when they can't get any legislation. And that's what I said. I was like, no, you just want someone that's going to like make new laws based off of a court case instead of, you know, seeing what the Constitution says about a particular case and, uh, you know, making it constitutionally, making a decision based off what the Constitution says, not trying to interpret it in a way that, you know, fits what you want. Mm -hmm. And you see that with like specifically with the Second Amendment, you know, you have a lot of a lot of the senators were criticizing uh, Kavanaugh over saying that, oh, you believe that semi-automatic weapons are common. You know, you believe that uh, people should have the right to own, you know, AR-15s and things of that nature. And it's like, you know, Chris, you and I talked about this the other day. You know, the First Amendment doesn't only apply to quill and ink. Right. So why do we apply? why do we apply that logic to the first amendment, but suddenly we don't apply that logic to the second amendment? Right. Because there is no logic. They're just trying to push their narrative. So they're just trying to ban guns. Well, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either personally, but. Ban guns and kill babies. That's, (laughs) that's what the democratic platform should be really just, Totally should be. Ban guns, guns and kill babies. Kill babies. <coughs> and trans the babies we do have. Mm-hmm. Just no. get them on hormones. And then we can't procreate. Bingo. Problem solved. And, and there you go. There's population control right there for you. Yeah. We don't waste all of those precious resources. Like, uh, I can't even remember the guy's name who commented a couple of weeks ago on one of our videos saying that Tasha had too many children and it was irresponsible of her. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he, uh, he agreed to come on, by the way, if, if, we, if we invite him. Really? I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are interested in that. I'm super interested in having someone, really anyone, join the discussion so long as they're willing to step into the ring. Right. Yeah. He'll step in apparently. So cool. But yeah, so that's where that's where we're at right now. I'm sure the hearing's still going on. I've been watching a lot of it. Uh, as much as I dislike Lindsey Graham, he had said something to the effect of, in regards to Roe v. Wade. He's like, so just so that other people know, I can't just come in and have lunch with you, you know, over lunch and say, hey, so. Uh, what do you think about overturning Roe v. Wade? Like, that's not, that's, I mean, he said it jokingly, but that's genuinely how people think. Like, they think that that's how it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. 
they think like, oh, you know, he can just show up to the Supreme Court one day and just, oh, well, guess we're going to overturn this now. Like, the, right. this court case that was settled in 1973, I think, we're just yeah, going to go ahead and flip it. I don't even see what the, don't they need a reason to overturn it? Like, has, have they ever overturned something for no reason? Doesn't something have to come up? Yeah, they have to bring, a, a suit has to be brought yeah. forward to the Supreme Court. And it has right. to go through all these different <laughs> levels of, you know, court systems, you know, at the local level and then the state level and then, you know, district courts and things like that before it can be brought to the Supreme Court. So it's not like it, right. something will just show up day one that he's there. Well, all right. So pardon my ignorance, but with, um, with, with abortion being legal, what could possibly come up? Um, well, I mean, right to life groups will have all sorts of suits ready to go um, regarding personhood and when life begins. And, you know, they, they surprisingly are very scientific about it too. Yeah. And I think that's the smart way to go about it. You can't approach something like law with, with religion and dogma. You know, and I, I mean, I've always maintained that. I have got a lot of opinions that, you know, fall in line with what I believe religiously, but I don't, my religion doesn't inform them, though, either, right. you know. Right. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a matter of, <clears throat> deter it would be, they would have to somehow demonstrate that um, a woman's right to an abortion actually flies in the face of the 14th amendment because that's what it that's what roe v wade determined it it overturned a law a texas law banning abortion and it determined that it's basically medical privacy rights you know is is what it what it established mm -hmm. so uh, you know it, the government can't interfere in terms of your medical privacy rights and if a woman is choosing abortion that's between her and her doctor so what they would have to determine is that that doesn't in fact violate privacy rights. This is just my lay interpretation here. Mm -hmm. um, they would have to determine that it doesn't violate any privacy rights. And I think that they would also have to couple it with the fetus. So they would have to determine personhood for the fetus and whether or not this violates their rights as a human being. So that's, and that's all really tricky water to play in, you know, mm -hmm. because we have religious ideologies involved and, and a religious ideologies as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, I'm not the most informed on this stuff, but I don't believe that. I don't believe that anything's going to come up that's going to enable them to overturn Roe v. Wade. I think there way. will be something. And I don't really think they want to. Well, I, one thing that like the media uh, has been doing a lot of, I mean, you know, I say the media, it's like CNN and uh, MSNBC. They've been spinning up this idea that Trump has said since the election that he was going to, you know, appoint someone to overturn Roe v. Wade. He was going to, you know, do something to make sure that um, abortion was illegal. And I went back and listened to you know, a bunch of his speeches and things like that. And he's said numerous times, and this was in the final debate between him and Hillary, that he would nominate someone that, uh, you know, if, oh, if 
Roe v. Wade was overturned, that he was going to return it back to the states. It wasn't uh, anything along the lines of making it illegal. Yeah. It was everything. Right, and that's exactly what it would do if it was overturned. It would just go back to the states. And frankly, I think that that's where it belongs. Yes, if I the, do too. If the majority of the people in your state do not agree with abortion, then your state should be able to outlaw it. Make that decision. Right. And there's... Right. And so that's where, you know, it's flat out lying as far as like, you know, the media's coverage of it is they're just making things up to scare people. And then at the same time saying that the president is the one saying things that, you know, are dividing us and uh, causing controversy, but it's completely one-sided. Right. I mean, I mean, I feel like he does throw gas on the fire because it's fun. Oh, for you sure. Know, for him. But, you know. Right, he's probably bored. Sure. I mean, I think he really is pissed that the media can't seem to say a truthful thing about him. But at this point, I think it's partially his fault. Because he doesn't, if he would just back down, they would, they would, they would drop their hatred. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they would put the pitchforks away. They wouldn't like him, but they would put the pitchforks away. But he refuses to back down, and that just, that just fuels their fire. Right. So, but I think you know, I don't know. I mean, it's probably what we needed. We needed an outsider to shake things up. Regardless, it's just the, the outright lying of things that all you have to do is go Google something to find the answer to and then figure out that, oh, okay, these mainstream outlets are just completely fabricating something to push what they want to push. It has nothing to do with anything right. based in, based in truth, you know, but if it sounds close enough to where it could be true, then you're going to get right. a bunch of people to jump on it and a bunch of people to side with you. So it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter if it's actually true, but if it sounds like it could be true, then that's all they need. Because at the end of the day, they're just trying to push some sort of agenda. They're just trying to push some sort of uh, policy through as opposed to actually getting people uh, to be informed. Right. You know, the goal isn't to inform us. The goal is to get us to act a certain way. Right. Right. Um, Whenever I talk to um, somebody of the left and I try to sort of call them on the you know, the, the disconnection of logic, they don't care. Um, even if I get them to realize what I'm saying is truthful and, and they concede that part, they still don't care because they, they think that the ends justify the means. So, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe, but it doesn't matter because this is more important. And I, you know, what I can't, seem to get people to understand is it's an extremely slippery slope to just, you know, disconnect yourself from logic altogether and try to, you know, do whatever you think the bottom line should be, you know, try to get that into play. It's not, it's not worth it. Well, it's not, and it's not a one-sided thing either. Cause like I was telling Tasha before the show, uh, Mike had shared a post from this hardcore right wing actress chick who was 
you know, someone made a cartoon that was pretty funny and making fun of her. And her first thought was, oh, you know, obviously this person's a leftist who just hates me. And it's like, no, you've gotten to a place in your brain where you think anyone making fun of you is automatically on the left. Whereas like, yes, we're, we are just as capable of making fun of you because you're the one walking around holding onto a gun in a bikini thinking that you're some sort of, you know, highly intelligent to be respected conservative thinker. Right. You know, so it's, it's bipartisan and it's, what's most concerning is the amount of guys wearing trucker hats who are just, Oh wow. I'm so on your side. Like you are just, you know, th- yeah. those guys are just idiots and blah. And it's like, man, the whole world's laughing at you, you know, white right. knighting for someone that, you know, you think is going to, what, what is she going to do? Is she going to you know, go on a date with you? Is she going to. Right. I'm not a hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, m- 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 my lady, like tipping his trucker hat, right. just like, just defending her for some stupid reason no i mean it goes on on both sides so to say that it's an exclusive thing just being completely self self unaware i guess would be the the term like it's not just a one-sided thing it's definitely a bipartisan issue right now oh yeah absolutely everyone's smelling their own farts but i don't i don't know that the the i'm not trying to defend the right i'm not but I don't know that they're not just trying to fight fire with fire. You know, it's like you push, you push so far and then you got to start pushing back. You part, you, yeah, but you fight fire with fire, then everybody's on fire. Everybody burns. So you've got to do something else. Absolutely right. Like, and if you're the... You be smarter if, than that. Yes, and if you're the ones... And, and the problem is both sides are the ones pretending to be smarter than the other. Mm. When... Mm-hmm. And neither one of them are grabbing the extinguisher. Yes, and both of yeah. them are equally stupid. You know, we we saw that uh, this week with people burning things they've already bought. You know, on like, their own bodies. Yeah, people are burning their Nike gear that they've already paid for. You know, to make some I sort of stand. A hospital with third degree burns because. Damn those liberals. And I know, right. And I know we talked about this on Tuesday, the whole Kaepernick thing, but like, it's still, first of all, the memes are the gift that keep on giving, like we said earlier, but it's evidence of just how absurd people are. You know, it's these people that are calling everyone snowflakes for, you know, President Trump won, like get over it, you snowflake. And then all of a sudden just, oh, Nike's using... Kaepernick in their ads. Oh God, I'm I'm so hurt. Like, you don't get to be the tough guy and then at the same time be pissed about some advertisement. It's nothing to be mad about. And like like you said, we talked about this on Tuesday, but it's ridiculous what Nike's doing. But at the same time, it does not matter. And you're just you're a snowflake if you're going to get upset because Colin Kaepernick is in a Nike ad. Who cares? Yeah, we can just shift gears and talk about the Nike thing for because I got a ton of ton of more thoughts in in the last few days over it. Like uh, specifically, you know, people bringing up, oh well, you know, you guys are, you know, supporting Kaepernick, but Nike makes their stuff in a sweatshop, and it's like, oh, you weren't bringing this up until the Nike ad came out. Like you didn't care that the Nike stuff was made in the sweatshop, right. but now you care. Like right. now, now you're just trying to 
yeah, virtue signal to act like you're some sort of morally better person. Right. And people, people are also tying it in with the Catholic Church scandal right now, too. I've seen several in my feed who are like, oh, you're getting mad about Nikes, but you don't get mad about priests diddling children. And it's like, you're really a stupid person, and you just want to be a anti-Catholic bigot. Like, that's really what you want to do right now. Because these two things have nothing to do with each other. A. B. The religious weirdos who are burning Nikes while they're still on their feet are not Catholics. <laughs> they're like right. Southern backwoods, like evangelicals or something, you know? Yeah, they're... And Catholics are responding to what's going on in the Catholic Church. And maybe some of them are mad about this whole Kaepernick thing. Kaepernick, I don't even care how you say his name. <laughs> but also, some of them already have been boycotting Nike for exactly the reasons of oppression and sweatshop labor and mm. whatnot. You know, it's like, stop using these things as an opportunity. And it, they're not actually using it. The media is using them. Right. You know? They're, the media is driving these wedges even further. And I was, I was talking to my, my, with my friend Sam um, this morning about it, and it's, it's completely a contrived, oh, well, this side, oh, no, no, you guys, oh, no, 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 it's you, you know, just over everything. This shouldn't, this Kaepernick thing should not even be in the news. Like, who cares anymore, right. honestly? People could call me a freaking racist all they want. I don't care about the guy. I don't even care about the NFL. And if anybody really wants to um, boycott the NFL over their treatment of him, maybe they should think about all of the football players who beat their wives and girlfriends to bloody pulps and maybe think about boycotting the NFL and, over that. And getting CTE and, you know, killing themselves and killing right. their family members and uh, Ray Lewis killing a guy. I'm never going to get over that. Ray, Ray Lewis killed I mean, a guy. Everyone's that's in there. skating. Like, you know, if he wants to stand up for this thing that he believes in, more power to him. I think the police need to be put into check, too, with regard to brutality. Mm -hmm. But this, in general, it's not a race thing. It is an across-the-board thing because it's cops, badly trained cops of all races. Mm -hmm. I mean, Geronimo Jimenez here in St. Paul He's not a white guy, and he killed a black guy. You know, there have been cases of black police brutality. There have been case brutality, Hispanic police brutality. The issue is police brutality in general. It's not police brutality killing black men specifically. Right. And I know I'm going to get slaughtered for that, and I don't really care because the numbers There's nothing don't lie. Right. So yeah, them's that? the facts. So, like, there's right. nothing to slaughter you on. Right, but but there is. It's the social justice that will slaughter me and say, "Oh, well, you're just a mean old racist." I'm actually not, but you know, you can keep saying it. I don't really care. It's water off a duck's back for me at this point. I've been called so many names over the past few years by people. Yeah, we're still going to do our podcast. The SJW card. <laughs> I'm still going to talk about it, and I'm still going to bring facts to the table with it too bring some facts to the table and let's have a dialogue about it and see what we can do together to solve this problem of police brutality and, uh, against all people because it is against all people. 
but it's she, against old women for Christ's sake. I mean, it's <laughs> it's insane. She, the formation insane. of Black Lives Matter and 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 then the reactionary Blue Lives Matter formation and stuff like that. That kind of unfortunately, even though you're putting a spotlight on police brutality, you're at the same time hindering an actual solution to police brutality by doing right. this. Right. You know, by, by making it a circus, that's not, nothing's going to get solved because we're all just living in a circus now, you know? So, right. but they don't, they don't realize that. And, and they don't realize it because they don't care because they actually think it's a race issue. Right. And, you and know, it, it's a race issue because the Democratic Party has told them that it is. That's exactly it. And the Democratic Party has been the biggest propaganda machine regarding race since they founded the KKK. Boom. That's all I have to say about that. She dropped the mic. Listen, I actually wanted to ask you. I wanted to get your take. You weren't on on Tuesday. I wanted to get your take on, on the whole priest in Miami Beach thing. Because I was kind of feeling like, you know, the church is sort of having trouble getting out of its own way right now. And I was wondering what your take on that was. Well, my take is, and you know what, I'm going to go to this post. I just posted a little bit ago about um, Pope Francis uh, uh, morning homily this morning. He said, and I quote, a sign that a person, a Christian, or, or, I'm sorry, a sign that a person that a Christian does not know how to blame. Wait, he's, this is weird. Sign that a person that a Christian does not know how to blame oneself is when they are used to accusing others, to badmouth others, to stick their noses in other people's lives. It's a bad sign. Do I do this? It's a good question for getting to the heart of things, he said this morning in a homily. So basically he said, are you accusing yourself and are you holding yourself accountable for the things that are going on in this church? Mm. And I'm like, I'm not a pederast or a pedophile, so he can piss off. I'm really angry at this Pope. I'm so angry about this whole issue. And basically all he has said is victim blame, victim blame, laid at the feet of the, the lay folk and not at the feet of the clergy or the seminaries or the bishops or even himself. And he's like, hmm, I've done nothing, but maybe you should take the speck out of your eye before you attempt to take the log out of mine. You know, and it's it's insane to me. And this that's really how I feel about the whole Miami thing too. The the church is getting in the way of itself, and it's getting in the way of itself because we are a house divided against itself because of this pope. Because we have got leftists who have infiltrated the church. The Catholic Church and and liberalism are not compatible, not in any way. And I think I said this on the show last night with with um, Blake and Kiz too. You know, there are some overlaps because, you know, as Catholics, we are stewards of our planet. So, of course, there's some environmental issues that we are legitimately concerned about. Um, and we have social justice issues. We, we, there are lots of Catholic parishes that work really hard against race issues, like actual legitimate racism, um, feeding and caring for the homeless, you know, all of these things that overlap. However... <laughs> The reason why we do those things is very different than the reason why the left does them. And um, so these two things are not compatible. These two mindset or ideologies are not compatible. And we have got this infiltration of liberalism in the Catholic Church. 
And because of that, there's a fracture happening. And now we have got a liberal pope who the New York Times and other liberal media love. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are not using their brains. When the New York freaking Times is backing the pope, right. you need to start asking some serious questions about what's really going on and what's being covered up. Because this guy is the wrong guy to be in Peter's chair, honestly. And at the end of the day, he's the leader of our church. And it all comes at his feet. All of this from priest on priest in Miami to pederasty to pedophilia. It all falls on him to put a stop to it. Um, it falls on us too as lay people. And we lay people are doing something about it. The, um, there's a men's uh, Catholic Men United just released a letter uh, calling for signatures from people that will be delivered to the Pope and the Catholic, let me pull it up really quick. The Catholic, there's a Catholic women United um, letter that, let me see here. Uh, letter that last I checked had something like 30,000 um, uh, signatures on it going to the Pope. And it's, we are saying something. The lay people are saying something. There are clergy who are saying something about it. There's a clergyman in California who actually just became Facebook friends with. He, in his homily last Sunday or a couple Sundays ago, spoke about this whole issue. And the next day, he was relieved of his position in that diocese. And he was sent out of the diocese. He was told to pack your bags. You are leaving this place right now. And we will ship all the rest of your stuff to you. Wow. What did he say? He, I mean, I posted the whole, um, and I can post it on our page too. He post, he <clears throat> has this whole beautiful homily calling out this horrible sin that is within the church right now and calling out the people who are covering it up and standing on the side of Vigano on this too. Um, and then we have people on the left and people in my feed there. I was following a couple threads this morning. It was enraging me. There are people who are otherwise completely lambasting the Catholic church who are supporting the Pope and saying that this is just a right wing conspiracy within the Catholic church. Okay. I thought you said that, you know, pro-life people don't <laughs> care about children after they're born. And then when they do care about children in terms of this, it's a conspiracy. This sexual abuse problem. It's a conspiracy. Like it's like with so many different things coming out of the left, they talk out of both sides of their mouth on the issue, and it doesn't make any sense. Do you mm-hmm. hate the, the Catholic Church? Okay, good. You want to see it fail? Fine. Then shut the hell up. What else do you have to say about it? You can't and side like, with the Pope for an institution that you want to see crumble to the ground. You know. And, and I said that to Garrett on Tuesday that this might be the worst thing that's ever happened in a church because now they're taking ideology sides. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the left of the church versus the right of the church. And that, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that this is the biggest thing that they've ever had to deal with as far as, I, you know, I really themselves. think so too. And you know, there have, uh, every, obviously everybody knows there have been a lot of scandals within the Catholic church over our yeah. thousands of years of history. But there, I don't think that there has been anything nearly as big as this. Mm-hmm. Maybe Martin Luther was as big. 
or the crusades what's that i said or the crusades or the crusades like but everybody just relies on the crusades to say how evil the catholic church is yeah that's usually always the go-to as far as yeah. Like, get a new argument or learn some other history about the church. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there are lots of other things that we could pick apart about the Catholic Church to say, mm, maybe they shouldn't have done this thing. It's like, eh, you know, Reformation happened since the Crusades. Right, right. You know, since the Catholic um, Jihad, they've uh, sort of changed things, but you can't say that about other uh, religions that have Jihad. Right, you can't say that about other religions. Um, no, I mean, Catholics are speaking out about it, and... Um, and and righteously so, you know, there's a lot of real deserved anger among Catholics over this. And, and to hear people say that we should be standing by our Pope because he is our Pope. Don't be so down on him and don't beg on him. I'm like, I don't care who he is. It's the same Just argument. Like we should be standing by our president because I was president. about to say the right. same thing. And this is coming out of, some of this is coming out of Catholics and some of this is coming out of leftists. Like, well, you Catholics, you should be standing by your Pope and doesn't he like have God's authority? This shows how much you know about the Catholic church. Like he's not. God incarnate. He, right. So, so, you know, it doesn't matter if he's like the head of the PTO at my kid's school, or if he's the Pope, or if he's the President of the United States, if he is totally screwing up on an issue that he should be shutting down with no holds barred, then he deserves every bit of condemnation. And I posted earlier on Facebook that he could just piss off. And that's how I feel at this point. I don't, I think he's a heretic. I think that he is, um, he is the, frac- he is the fracture in the church right now. He really is because he undid all of these measures that um, Benedict, Pope Benedict put in place to stop this from happening. You know, he undid so much and he condones it and he hides it and he gives gay men, gay priests, you know, uh, apartments in the Vatican. Where they can have and cocaine where they orgies. Can have cocaine, cocaine parties, parties wow. and butt sex, you know. I mean, come on. This guy is not a good man. And and Catholics who are saying to stand by him, you need to reevaluate your Catholicism because this man is not, is not perpetuating or, or demonstrating Catholic values on this. And the the idea that the lay, the laity should be just in silent prayer about all of it. Oh no, no, just don't talk about it. It's fine. It'll all go away. It's fine. You shouldn't be be defending the position. You should, you should want to be defending the man. And if you cannot defend the man, then you cannot defend the position if the man right. is in the position. So, right. you know, yeah, he's the Pope, but he's a person first. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. If, he's, if he's a flawed person, being the Pope, that's even, like, more of a thing, you know? Right. And I think it's really telling that, like, these two guys got caught. And, I mean, yeah, they did a stupid thing. They shouldn't have been, you know, fellating each other. <laughs> Yeah, it should have been driven in the middle of the park. But they got removed of their positions, and Mm -hmm. these abusers are just getting swapped around. They're not getting removed. And and the guy you were just talking about, all he did was come out and say, you know, that he doesn't agree with what's going on, and he got removed to his position. Right. Yep. And the left is just 
the left has eaten it up and saying that Vigano just is a conservative with an axe to grind. Well, the Pope is a pro-homosexuality, pro-liberal agenda, everything that the church is not. So yeah, yeah he has an axe to grind in every Catholic who knows their Catholicism, who's been well catechized, should also have an axe to grind. Because okay. this is the man who's in Peter's chair, who we trust to lead the church, who's not leaving the church, and he's just telling us to sit down and shut up and blame ourselves. I don't, un I don't understand how you can be uh, a man of God at any position and think that, you know, climate change is a real thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Isn't that kind of like totally against what, you know, well, isn't everything God will, right? So why are we fighting against something? I mean, that's that like, we, first of all, we can't even prove it's happening. Right. That's, that's where I was getting at. It was like, you can, you know, it's getting warmer in some places, but at the same time, like it's getting colder in others. So, you okay. know, Antarctica might be losing ice on one half of it, but on the other half, it's gaining ice. So there's that, but I don't think you can go, I don't think it can go directly against, you know, any religious teachings. I mean, right no not at all like when you say like oh you know isn't it god's will it's like well i mean if someone murders someone else should we just accept it and say oh well that's god's will god wanted them to very fair you know what i mean right. no, it's god's... obvious it's obvious i've been anti-church most of my life so right like, god gives us god gives us free will yes you see so it's not his will that we kill each other but we kill each other because we're fallen beings right because if we there kill was each other because we're rebelling like specifically you know, it, on religion, if there was, you know, if God, because he can't, but if God forced us to do everything, then, you know, the idea of serving him, it wouldn't, and this is speaking from a religious point of view, like it wouldn't, think of it if you were God, okay? So if you, mm -hmm. um, you know, make this group of people, would it please you if you forced them to serve you, you know what I mean? Like, would you right, get any yeah. joy knowing that it wasn't their choice to serve you, but you, you forced point. them to do it? Right. So wouldn't it bring you joy knowing that they wanted to do it and knowing that yeah, they right. chose to do what you wanted them to do? If we didn't have free will, that would mean God was a tyrant. Yeah. Okay, very fair. I appreciate that. So, and, and I'm not, I don't say that to you know, convert you or anything like that. I'm just trying to like, get you to think in terms right. of like, and I don't, you know, I can't claim to know how God thinks, but I'm just in terms of like how, how I view it is we are given free will so that we can serve him. And then, you know, that's what pleases him, us making <laughs> the choice to do that, not, you know, us being forced to do it because then we're just robots. Right. Yep. Very fair. Free will is a great thing. Wow. <laughs> Assuming we have it. Unless we're all just in a, a simulation of a video game and then none of this right. is uh, none of this is real. <laughs> none of this even matters. Right. <clears throat> or we're part Jones of the Stephen King multiverse or something. Yeah, so we <laughs> can we can briefly touch on Alex Jones. Uh or just the whole He's got lots of free will censorship hearing today. Did you guys notice that Google wasn't there? They don't. They didn't bring that up. Uh, they, you know, left an empty chair in the hearing room. But nobody ever really brings up Google not showing up to these things. 
Why do you think that is? Well, because they pay everyone's salary. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I meant, why do you think they didn't show up? Because they didn't, because they're Google. They don't have to. They don't have to do anything. <laughs> they know everything, so. Right. They well, it's true, show. because if you want to know something, you do ask them, so. And if you call them out, then suddenly you're not showing up in their, you know, in their searches. Mm. You know, if you're running for re-election and you piss them off, suddenly when people look you up, all that comes up is bad and none of it come, none of your policies or, you know, what your agenda is comes up. It just shows up as, you know, Senator Marco Rubio is a, you know, insert whatever you want to insert. Speaking of Marco Rubio, he was harassed by Alex Jones today. It was today or yesterday? It was today. And he pretended that he today. didn't know who he was. No, actually, I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think so. I thought that was the best. Who is this clown? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> we called him a fat boy and a uh, a rat and a snake and, you know, said he had dead eyes. Is it even eyes. possible that he's telling the truth and he doesn't know who Alex Jones is? is that There's even no way, dude. That guy is such a... I interviewed him, not Alex Jones, uh, Marco Rubio. I, I want to say it was... It was the it was during the election, like the time when he was running for president, because he had a rally in Dallas and I had to go and cover it at my mm -hmm. old job. And I got a chance to meet him and talk to him. And he seems like I mean, the dude's like a, a robot in the sense that like he's hi. Yes. Nice to meet you. Hello. How are how are you? Like everything's, you know, you know, when you're talking to a slimy salesman. Right. that's what it felt like you know gotcha. uh, talking to him made me feel like he was trying to get me on his like amway mid-level marketing uh right. team <laughs> you know what i mean that's funny <laughs> that's well that's what it felt like talking to the guy it didn't feel like i was having a person-to-person -person conversation like we're having right now i had a, it it felt like he was you know just trying to sell me on something well, I mean, I don't think that uh, politicians are people. <laughs> no, very <laughs> people No, they're they've all sold their souls, and it's it's you know pretty evident in how they can so easily talk out of both sides of their mouths. And it doesn't matter which side they're on, you know, they all do it. Every single one of them does it. Even the freaking libertarians do it. And I like how Alex you know? Jones today, or not. I guess what, what this happened yesterday, I guess when, you know, he was touching him, he touched him on his shoulder and Marco Rubio said that he was like, Oh, you know, he's like, I'll take, he's like, you better, you better not touch me. He's like, what are you going to do? You're going to call the police. He's like, no, I'll take care of you. And Alex Jones was just, Oh, right. he, he, he threatened to physically assault me. Oh, did you hear that? Did you get that? Like, like, dude, if you're touching someone, like don't touch people. Like, no, but he got Rubio to act exactly the way he wanted him to. Right. And it, I like what your friend Justin said, like, you know, Alex Jones knew what he was doing. And it was along the context of he's a nut job. He's a crazy person. And, you know, the chiming in of, well, he knew what he was doing. It's like he might have known what he was doing, but that doesn't make him less of a nut job. That's just a nut job no. knowing he's a nut job. Right. You know, that's a crazy person who's aware that he's a crazy person. Right. 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 That's that's a good way of putting it. I, you're right. He knows he's crazy, you know, so he sort of got a leg up because he 
he's willing to admit it to himself, you know? Right. Like right. So he just goes with it. He's like, fine, you know what? I am knocking butt. Let's just do this. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know? And at the same time, though, like, he, you know, people want, specifically, Alex Jones wants to say things along the lines of, oh, you know, people think I'm crazy, but people think I'm, I'm nuts. But it's like, well, dude, you've been acting insane. Like, yes, you've been right on a lot of things, but that doesn't, like, you've been saying things that, you know, Hillary Clinton's a lizard person and things like that. Like, you say these ridiculous things to where, how are we supposed to take you? Like, are we supposed to take you as, um, like, and he's, oh, you know, I do it for my show. Oh, I use hyperbole. Oh, I'm just being, you know, I'm just exaggerating. And it's like, no, well, then, well, then stop. Like, if you want the majority of people to take you seriously, then stop doing that. Right. It's that simple. You know, it makes me sad because I really want to like him, but I, I just can't. I just have an instinct not to, you know, like, yeah. because, right. because he just starts screaming and you could tell he's putting on an act, you know, right. with all of this crazy crap that, you know, I'm a human. This is how we act. It's just like, dude, like you're transparent, man. Like I want to like you because I think 75% of the things you say, or maybe not quite that much. But around there. Like, I respect is, the bit. What's that? I respect the bit. I respect that he's, you know, that he's doing a bit. But at the same time, if you're putting on a bit, you can't also, you can't have it both ways. You can't play the crazy person and then expect to be taken serious on everything that, you know, you want people to think is right. truth. Like, you've played the crazy person too much to be taken serious. The same thing serious. I would say about Trump is that, like, you're diverting eyes away by with the bit. So, you know, in Alex Jones's case, you should let your opinions and the facts you're finding and whatever else, you should let them speak for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you shouldn't set your hair on fire so that you get eyes on you because then when you're like, so let me tell you about this really serious thing, everyone's going to be like, your fucking hair's on fire. Right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. You know, it's so, you know, I just, it's counterproductive in my opinion. Like we don't want to hear about you talking about the, you know, chemicals that are in the water because you're so concerned you were concerned two seconds ago about the frogs being gay which right you know yeah they found chemicals that are turning frogs from male to female but like you're the rhetoric that you're espousing doesn't lead me to that until i actually like until right. you know i listened to you for 15 to 20 minutes like had you have said that the first time exactly. then it would have been like oh okay but you know he's got to keep he uses the national enquirer language yes for real stories and then people don't want to listen to him, and then they ignore the real stories and say, and then when the real stories actually come out, they're like, wait a second, that's crap because Alex Jones said it. And it's like, well, you he know. might have been right. Like, oh, you know, he was right on Bohemian Grove. And it's like, yes, he was. But he also says that people in positions of power are lizard people, you know? Right. And then he doesn't dive into what a lizard person is, or he calls Hillary Clinton a vampire. Like, he... And then he wants to be taken serious on the flip side. So you right. don't get to have both, you know, like right. you don't get to say these outrageous things. So that way you can sell your super male vitality. And then on the flip side, right. come around and be like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm being to platform because I'm speaking the truth. It's like, man, you've already hopped on the crazy train. Right. It's messed up that he's getting deplatformed. I mean, and I will, I'll fight to the day, you know, that I'm dead about that one, that it's not right. Well, the spokesperson for Facebook that was there today, uh, Sandberg, she 
was asked about like what is social media and she basically explained that it is a place where people can go and post the things that they want without permission like without having to ask for permission to post it and i thought that was so ironic that someone from that company is saying that but then at the same time kicking someone off of its platform right. for but, doing just that but you're right. asking them to ask for permission now you know i think it was ruben shapiro who who were talking and they you know, the problem with Facebook is that we consider it a platform and we should probably start considering it a publisher. Yeah. You know, because, and they're right, you know, if we consider it a publisher, then the rules are different. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they get held, they get held liable for libel. Mm-hmm. And it takes a But lot- at the same time, but at the same time, you know, they're not going to get in any trouble. The people are. And they give so much money to politicians to where they can, I'm sure. you know, pretty much get the votes to how they want. They can make themselves stay at the, you know, level of a uh, a platform and not a publisher. You know, they can be a, a, a Drudge Report-esque type of thing where they, oh, I'm just sharing other people's articles, man. I'm not, I'm not the one coming up with the articles, you know. Don't blame me. Right. Have you have you announced yet that the Instagram got zucked? No, I didn't. Yeah, it got zucked the other day. Uh, like entirely? No, they shut it down though for like ha- pretty much half of a day from oh, when I had posted a a picture because I posted a a tweet from that Molly Tibbetts had tweeted that said, um, "I hate white people," and I just put the caption of. Well, at least she was surrounded by people she loved at the end. (laughs) Carrot. Oh, my goodness. I shouldn't be laughing because that's awful. Isn't it awful? But at the same time, isn't it kind of kind of funny? No, it's kind of funny. She put herself in in, in, to give you the ability to say something like that. Like all she has. Gallows humor. I understand. But you might be going to hell for that one. I know. (laughs) <laughs> I know. I know. And like, fortunately there's gonna be it. a lot of people yeah, there's I'm not gonna be, you know, alone. So So what did they uh what what did they tell you that, that was wrong with that post? They said it was hate speech. <laughs> they said it was hate speech. Yeah. Okay. That I was She said it. Right. That's what I was saying. That's that's my whole premise was I was like, I'm not the one that said that I hate anybody. I didn't say that I hate white people. She did. She just happened to be, you know, killed by someone that she was uh, supporting being here. So maybe she's just uh, on that on that uh, protected list, you know, like David Hogg was back in back in the day mm-hmm. before he turned eighteen. Right. It's like the second you say her name or post something about her, you, they're just going to shut you down and ask questions later. Right. No, I, mean, I don't know, but well, I'll I'll keep my you know, keep myself from doing such a thing. We also lost a bunch of followers once I posted uh, a picture of someone holding a doll with a MAGA hat on it that said, show me on this doll where Colin Kaepernick hurt you. So, really? Yeah, we lost like 10 people unfollowed really quick. It's like like the, the people who are alt-light and want to be alt-right people who follow us, they get just as butt hurt over stuff as 
who left us. It's like, oh it's man, this is funny. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. Wow. I really enjoy this. You know, that, you know, I love ripping on Democrats and libtards and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, you guys, uh, burning stuff and being pissed off at Colin Kaepernick. Um, you guys are just as ridiculous. And it's like, oh, well, he, he, uh, he's disrespecting the troops. He's disrespecting the flag. And you're just like, okay, man, like you, we don't want your kind. That's wild right. to me. I can't believe such a benign thing made people run away. That's crazy. People are burning their $100 sneakers over it, man. I don't know. We're all, we're all nuts. Both sides. Just think for the yourself. The hand basket. Well, uh, it's plug time. Plug time. Yes, uh, I guess I'll go first. Please come follow us. We are up to 250 followers. Wow. Um, yeah, after dropping down to like 205 two days ago. Um, but um, yeah, come better at illusions, D-E-S-T-R-1. And then on Instagram, at illusions destroyed, same as the Facebook page. And you can find me at on Twitter at... Tasha Rose, Rad Ma'am, R-A-D-M-A-M, and everywhere on social media as Radical Mothering. Yep. By the way, you're a rad mom. I watched at least the first hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a shout out to um, Blake, Luca, and Kiz for having me on the Blake and Kiz Power Hour last night. It was a pretty great conversation. We sat and chatted for about two hours. Mm -hmm. So go check them out, Blake and Kiz Power Hour. And um, I'll throw the link in on the page again, I think I did last night. Yeah. Too. And Chris, can um, you so confirm check them out and you can check out Blake Lucas page too. Chris, can you confirm that she shilled for us? Um, <laughs> no, because I didn't listen to the end, but I, she did, <laughs> she did mention us in the beginning. Okay. That's yeah. all that counts. And I think referred to us as great guys or something along those lines. Ooh, ones. great yeah, guys. That's like a step that. up from what I'm normally called. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to us and uh, checking us out. And we will see you all on Sunday. Bye. Bye.